Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'd like to. I like to go play down south or have the south teams come to me, um, like challenge the boys as much as possible. Hello, all, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Box. You heard him at the top of the show this week. We have Northwest Catholic coach Dan Melanson on the show. The Northwest Catholic Lions, the pride of the CCC over the last, well, it's been a while, but it was great to talk to you, Coach Melanson. I always get a kick out of the CCC teams um, when they come down, you know, to the SCC or even the FCAC during the state tournament and, you know, knock off some teams that a lot of people didn't think. So it was a really good uh, chance to talk to Coach Melanson. Also, there's a really great family connection at Northwest Catholic with the Melansons, uh, you know, his assistant coach is his brother, Don, who used to be the head coach at Northwest Catholic. And then his nephew, Connor, plays for the team. He's one of their better players, uh, senior leader. Uh, his son, Noah, was a freshman last year. Awesome player um, who's not with the program anymore. He's playing juniors. Um, it was a really fun conversation. Um, that said, before we get to that interview, we're just going to do some house cleaning. Um, you know, the poll's out. Fairfield Prep still number one. Notre Dame West Haven still number two. Why do I bring that up? Because on Wednesday, and just listen to this part if you're listening before four o'clock on Wednesday, the two teams will meet at Bennett Rink at four o'clock in a one versus two matchup. Second one versus two matchup we've had this year. Uh, Fairfield Prep and Darianne played earlier this year at one versus two. Fairfield Prep won three goal. Uh, three, Fairfield Prep won 3 nothing on three Tiernan Curly goals, uh, but it's also the second matchup between Prep and Notre Dame this year as well, with Notre Dame going up 2 nothing against Prep, and then uh, Mason Whitney goal late in the second period made it 2-1, to one, and then Prep scored three in the third to win 4-2. to two. Speaking of Prep, they almost were knocked off this week, trailing Xavier, 2-0 heading into the third. The Jesuits scored three unanswered goals in the final period. Luke Noonan scored with four seconds left to cap the comeback. Uh, down at number three still remains Fairfield Co-op, and they're one, then they're one first-place vote. Notre Dame also has a first-place vote. They had Darianne back-to-back. This is where I think a lot of people thought, okay, this is going to go back to being the Fairfield Co-op that we know, beat some teams, lose the – lose to the teams that we perceive as the top teams in the FCAC. We were wrong. They beat Darien 4-3, came back to beat Darien 4-3, and then in the second one scored with 50 seconds left uh, in regulation to tie the game, went to overtime, scoreless tie. So Fairfield Culp is still unbeaten, um, and I think they're the top team in the FCAC now. I think that solidified it. Until someone knocks them off, we should be talking that the FCAC is going to go through Fairfield Co-op. Um, Darien and New Canaan and Greenwich are all still really good teams. Richfield too has some good wins and have played some really good games in their losses. But I think Fairfield Co-op is now officially the team to beat in the FCAC and everyone's put on notice now. Uh, Darien with their two games against Fairfield Co-op, 
Uh, they also beat Greenwich this week, one nothing to stay at four. Greenwich is at five. New Canaan at six. Xavier jumps up from 10 to seven. Uh, they had two wins this week. And I think the loss against Fairfield Prep, you know, impressed some voters. Uh, Sheen's at number eight. Guilford at number nine. Hand still in the poll at number 10. Uh, they edge out Northwest Catholic by one point to get the 10th spot. It was a good week, um, but I think this week, I think there weren't as many great games last week as there will be this week. Obviously, led off with the Notre Dame Fairfield Prep game. I mean, this is it. I personally think that this is Notre Dame's shot to finish it with number one in the poll at the end of the year um, if they win the SEC. Now, if they lose this game and then go on to win the SEC, an argument could be made that Fairfield Prep is still the better team, beating them two out of three times if they beat in the SEC finals. Um, I think it just just something about me as someone who compiles the poll and see how the votes go. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe even if Notre Dame loses this one and then goes on to win the SEC, maybe they'll be the number one team. But I really think that if prep wins this game and wins out, goes to the SEC finals and loses to Notre Dame, I still think prep might be the number one team. Again, not sure. It might be the team who wins the SEAC. If Fairfield co-op goes unbeaten the rest of the way and, and wins the entire SEAC, I can see them being the number one team as well. But this is a huge matchup for a Notre Dame team. Coach Larry Vieira said at the last time that they played, they need to get over this hump that they can beat Fairfield prep. The last, last time they played, 2 nothing lead, blown, loss. Time before that, SEC finals, Division One finals, lost in a shootout. Okay, it's it's a mental thing, and Coach Larivier said it. I'm not making this up. They need to get over that mental hump of that they can beat Fairfield Prep. And for close to two periods, they were winning two nothing. Um, though you know Fairfield Prep had a ton of shots. When you have a goalie like Connor Smith in net, that's okay. You can still win that game. And they didn't. Fairfield Prep won, and they're still number one. Um, so that one's going to be wild to watch. I know that if you listen to this on Thursday, you're going to be like, well, this is outdated. It, it, it will be, but I cannot stress enough how important this game will be going down for the rest of the season. Um, Xavier Northwest Catholic play on Thursday. Again, I mentioned it in the interview with coach Melanson. I love when Northwest Catholic comes down here and they get a shot at an SEC or an FCAC team. So we'll see where this one goes. Uh, Trumbull Immaculate. Trumbull's off to a great start this season. And I feel weird saying great start because I'm looking at the records and I think they have six wins, but it's not a start. We're kind of at the end of the season already. Um, they get a Division One opponent. It's exciting. Um, you know, the Eagles are playing really well. Norwich McMahon and Staples play Saturday. I like this game because they're Division Three teams in the SEAC who are having success overall. You're looking at their record and you're saying, wow, these teams are being competitive. Well, you want to know why? They don't have six games on their schedule that you could cross out and say they're going to lose because they don't have to play any Division One teams from the SEAC. So it's nice to see these Division Three teams get a chance to flourish and build on that confidence of having a winning record. Um, Simsbury and South Windsor play Saturday. The CCC North, they're all just punching each other in the face. It's like you look at the scan, you look at the standings, and like Fairfield, uh, Farmington Valley is like fifth, but you know that Fairfield, that Fairfield, that Farmington Valley can beat Northwest Catholic or East Catholic or South Windsor. They're all just punching each other in the face. It's like watching the FCAC Division One teams. 
It's awesome. It's very competitive, night in and night out. You really don't know who's going to win, so it's great. Uh, New Canaan Darianne play on Saturday. That's always a great rivalry. They're playing at 8-10. I don't know why. Why 8-10? Who does that help? Um, but both of these teams are still trying to figure out what's going on. Darianne has teetered on that edge of this is a team we think they're going to be, and then they play a game that you're like, wow, they really should have won. Um, and New Canaan, after a hot start, has kind of hit a rocky patch. So both of these teams are still trying to figure out who they are. When with the FCAC tournament looming, it's going to be really interesting. So this game, whoever wins this game, and it was a tie last time, whoever wins this game can pick up momentum heading into the final part of the season. Yes, some people, oh, we don't believe in momentum. We got to go in, night out, night in, night out, and win. I get it. I understand it. But I think the winner of this game has a really good chance to make a run in the FCAX. Um, and then Monday night, 9 p.m. start at Northford. Uh, Hand in North Brantford is scheduled scheduled to be played. Uh, Hand will be returning to the ice. They've only played three games this year, so it'll be nice to see the Tigers back out. I mean, they keep getting love in the poll. Um, I, I, Me personally, I'll admit it, I haven't been voting in the last couple of weeks because they haven't played. And I know that that's, oh, well, you can't really judge it, this and this. And that's the thing. You can't really judge them because they have only played three games. Yes, they did beat Xavier. But, yes, they also lost to Shane. So, you know, we haven't seen a lot, and, you know, they're two and one. So it's not like they're blowing every, all the competition out of the water. Do I still think they're super talented? Yes, I think they are the most talented and deep team in Division Two if we had a state tournament, but we don't. So going off of what we know, they haven't really played a lot, but they're still in the poll at number not at number ten. So it'll be nice to see them getting back on the ice, and we get to see them play. All right, I'm going to throw it over to my interview with Northwest Catholic coach Dan Melanson, and I will uh, see you guys at the rink later. Now joining me on the show, we have Northwest Catholic coach Dan Melanson, coach. How are you doing today, my friend? And thank you for joining me. People can't see it because we're on video chat, but this is only audio. But you're calling me from the locker room. So how is everything going? Everything is great. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's uh, been an interesting year for everybody. Uh, and, you know, we're, as most, we're grateful to be on the ice and, and get to do something with these boys. And, uh, and thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Yeah, I think I, think I drove up there Maybe two years ago, I saw you guys play, and then I got lost on the way home. So, yeah, it was a little ways, uh, a little detour off the highway. Yeah, know? I ended up by the airport, and I was like, I don't think I'm going the right way. But uh, it's always fun, and and I'll be honest with you, the you know the eight eight years that I've been been covering hockey in the state, you know, the CCC always intrigues me because a lot of the competition happens up there. You know, you guys do come down. You, Simsbury has in the past. You guys come down and play some of the teams in the SEC. But we don't really get to know the CCC teams until we get to the state tournament. Uh, this year, we don't have a state tournament. But you look at the CCC North, the six of you, you know, even Glastonbury uh, in, in, included in terms of, you know, their record might not really be there. But it seems like you guys are just beating each other up every night. Like whether it's, you know, you beat like East Catholic played South Windsor and, you know, I know East Catholic won both, but like, it seems like teams are trading punches all year. 
And instead of having those out of conference games this year, you guys are just like beating each other up. I mean, how is it been fun or kind of like frustrating when you look at the schedule? You're like, oh, we have them again, you know? <laughs> Yeah, well, this is typical for us. We we play our conference teams twice every year. Uh, so this is what we're used to. We're used to seeing each other for a home and home. And, uh, you know, I do enjoy, I look forward to, and I'm, you know, I like to, I like to go play down south or have the south teams come to me, um, like challenge the boys as much as possible. So, uh, you know, but yeah, it, it's high school hockey every, any given night, right? Uh, yeah. Who's going to show up and, and, uh, and that's what we're used to. It's, uh, you know, the North has a couple good teams. They're pretty consistent and, uh, you know, um, it's, a, it, it's, it's good to play. So. Yeah, I mean, you even – you look at the – you know, you guys do a great job of sending out the standings and keeping everyone in the loop. Like, you look at a team like Farmington Valley, who's 1-4 and four in the conference and 2-4 and four overall as of when these standings were sent out. But, like, they won they won the CCC North tournament last year, I believe, as a 3 or 4 seed. So, like, it seems like anyone can kind of come out and, and, and win this thing when you guys do get to the tournament. Oh, yes. Yeah, you never know. Like I said, it's – that's that's the key a a good team you know are the ones that are consistent you know the ones that are going to show up play the same game you know each night of the week and and that's what we're working on more and more you know as I said uh all around high school hockey it's hard to find consistency but uh the stronger teams the 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 further they go in the in the tournament typically it's because they're a consistent team you know so yeah and, you know, obviously you guys have been one of the more consistent teams in the CCC. You guys have competed at the state level with a state tournament appearance within the last five or six years. I uh, had a really good team a couple of years ago as well. You guys went to the semifinals uh, with a really strong senior group. When, you know, I believe that was two years ago. So the sophomores would now be seniors on this team. Was that kind of a goal for this team to, to try and get back there after being there as sophomores? Unfortunately, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely looking forward to trying to get back to the state tournament. Um, as any team, I think, uh, you know, that's why you play, really. Um, but it uh, obviously that's not going to happen this year for these guys, but you know, at least they're going to get somewhat of a tournament, you know, something to play for, uh, not what they wanted, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's a year, year of adversity and uh these guys are plowing through it. So I'm proud yeah. of them. It's, it's definitely been interesting. You know, you talk to any coach, any player, you know, they're just really happy to be out there, but you know, just speaking of the CCC, like you, you see a lot of the, um, the love, so to say is about, you know, the SEC teams, the FCAC teams. And then there's always one or two teams in the CCC that me personally, I love to some to see uh, come in, make a run, kind of stir the pot a little bit, shake it up. Um, you know, because you guys do play two games against each opponent in your conference kind of limits your out of conference games, but how much fun are those games? And do you guys just really like proving people wrong? Because I get such a kick out of it personally. Oh, absolutely. You know, who doesn't want to be the underdog, right? Who doesn't want to be the underdog showing up to disappoint people? But, uh, you know, I've never, we've never considered ourselves underdogs and that's the whole thing. So, you know, we know the love goes to the South, you know, brush it off and uh, it, it is what it is, you know. Uh, 
you know, when, when we get the uh, opportunity to play these teams and we, you know, we, we give a good game and, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, they'll usually find a reason why we got lucky, but it, uh, you know, it's all good. There's still love, still yeah. love. No, nah, it's a great, I, I like to call whoever wins the CCC North is the King of the North. I don't know if you're a yeah, Game yeah. of Thrones fan, but, uh, the oh, absolutely. Yep, yeah, yep. The, you guys, I'm telling you, man, whoever wins the CCC North, you should get those shirts. The king of the north, yeah, king of the north, <laughs> but it yeah. is fun, and it's really because unfortunately, and I don't want to go back because it's the same problem that the FCAC has had over the past you know, since I've been doing this, where they've had to play their whole conference and, and you kind of get some games that maybe aren't on equal footing. Um, so how do you prepare in a normal year for the state tournament when maybe you know you're going up against teams that aren't really going to push you, uh, push you? you know, to be better for that division one run. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's the challenge every year we find uh, once again, just having mindset that well, it's kind of like when I say you look in the mirror, right. And that's, that's who you're competing against, right. Just try to get better yourself, yeah. uh, bring your game, um, you know, and it's hard to do because, don't care what level you always play down right so you play to the level you play against usually and if you're playing a really great team you're going to step it up and you're going to play a great game and uh so it's finding that once again trying to teach the kids about consistency and and, and bringing their game and not worrying about who's on the other team who's wearing the other jersey yeah. um you know so uh, you know to to Connecticut high school hockey fans, I'm sure they have come to know the last name Melanson if they've been paying attention over the past couple of years. Uh, your brother Don was the head coach, is now – you were his assistant coach. Now he's your assistant coach. Your son Noah was on the team last year, is playing um, for a junior program, I, I believe, uh, to help you know yep, further yep, his hockey yep, career. Up. And yep. your nephew – He's a senior on the team who is also Don's nephew, not Don's son, like I confused before we got on the call. So there's a lot of family connection going on with, you know, your fan. How much fun is it that, you know, you've coached with your brother before. Now you're kind of the head coach. He's the assistant coach. And you get to coach your nephew. And and you got to coach your son last year. I mean, that's pretty unique and, and kind of fun, you know, especially for not a bigger school. But when, it, you know, it's a Catholic school, it's not like a small town school. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's great. Uh you know, my father, the, we've been a part of the Simsbury hockey program for, my father was uh, the founder uh, along with Pentergast. Um, so go, the roots go really deep in this area, um, the hockey family. And, and I'm, I'm the youngest of nine. So uh, we're all, uh, you know, we're all involved in hockey in some way. We all played, we all coached or refed and, um, so in now with all the grandkids and so it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. How so. do family parties work then? I mean, nine hockey players, or nine, you know, sibling, eight siblings, you're nine, your dad's a big hockey guy. How do family holiday parties go? Like, do you guys like maybe play some street hockey, get out there, maybe play some knee hockey, go on the ice. Does your, you know, does your nephew call you coach when you guys are at Thanksgiving? Like, hey, coach, can you pass the cranberry sauce? Or like when you get him a Christmas gift, do you sign it coach or, or uncle, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we are called coach now. Once we once we take the reins of coach, it's, uh, you know, uncle goes away. And uh, but, uh, 
Yeah, no, it's great. It, it's, you know, we're such a large, and now it's not about, we can't play hockey with these kids anymore. It's like, uh, so that's why we're, that's why we're behind the bench now. Uh, these guys, uh, you know, we like to instruct and not try and compete against them. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even at my age, like some, my knees are getting, you know, I'll, I'll, I haven't played in a while, but when I play like, and they're like, all right, we're playing in two days. I'm like, I don't know if my body can make it. Like I play yeah. once, my back's killing me, you know, cause it's men's league. So you play like 30 minutes cause seven guys show up and, you know, Absolutely. my legs are shot. And I'm like, we have to do this again. Yep. <laughs> like, like good old seven minute shift. And, yeah. Yep. The old, the old, give it, give it your all for 30 seconds and then hang in, then hang by the blue line. That's what I do. <laughs> 30 seconds. I don't know if I'd last in your league. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Connor's one of the seniors on this team. Um, you know, who are just a couple other guys who've really, you know, stepped up for you guys this year? I know uh, Griffin hasn't played yet for you guys. You know, I remember his brother, Sean. I mean, I mean, I remember when Griffin was a sophomore, but I remember his brother, Sean, who's awesome, all state defenseman, just one of the best I think I've ever seen. But, you know, how, who are some of the other guys who have, uh, you know, kind of stepped up for you guys this year? This year, it's uh, this year we run pretty deep. You know, I was a little, I'm a little disappointed we don't get to try and make a run for state tournament because I think we could play with any team this year. Um, we have a very young group, but a very talented, uh, talented group with uh, just the right amount of upperclassmen to to show them and show them the ropes. Um, you know, Griff, unfortunately, what happened to him? He's still here every day. He's he's such an inspiration to everyone. Uh, even to the coaches, he's he's an unbelievable kid. And what he having to miss last year, and then and then having to miss this year again, uh, it, it's just true character. And, and to have a leader like that, and my nephew Connor, um, you know, it, one of the best in the state. Uh, easy, um, put him against anybody in the state. He's a great, once again, great character, great athlete. Um, got a couple juniors, uh, you know. Uh, Cam Barone, Bobby Lachance, John McDermott, everyone, everyone contributes. Um, and then sophomores and, and freshmen, uh, you know, I can go down the list and it's, you know, starting D has freshmen and starting lineups have freshmen and sophomores. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're very fortunate and, you know, I, I'll probably only keep these kids for maybe, you know, maybe another year and, and some of them will move on. Um, but I'm okay with that. You know, they develop them and let them grow into the sport and, uh, you know, love to see them, uh, love them to see them play college hockey one day, you know, or so uh, see what they can do, you know, but uh, very deep, very uh, young, strong team this year. So Northwest Catholic isn't going anywhere, you know, sorry, sorry, no. CCC North Northwest Catholic's not no. going anywhere. Nope, definitely not. Well, I mean, it, it's fun because you guys do have East Catholic up there, another private school who is having a really awesome year, you know, considering I think it was three years ago they didn't win a game. Um, right. You know, Simsbury was really competitive last year, had a lot of turnover, but still a really talented program. South Windsor is a is a rich history program. Farmington Valley has been great. You know, the state championship thrown in there, a couple of CCC titles, and Glastonbury a down year, but, you know, really good coach. And I, that's a tough league. I mean, I was on here with Luke DeVoe last week, and we were just kind of going through who do we think is going to win, like, each, um, you know, division. I don't know if you listened, but I, I'm pretty sure I picked Northwest Catholic. 
And, oh, uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but like, you look at it and you're like, this is a really hard conference from top. Like, it's a very competitive conference from top to bottom. You know, you don't want to, you know, the old, you know, you hear it from coaches here. Well, there's no days off because there's a lot of interconference play. But it really rings true in this conference where you can't take a night off against an East Catholic. You can't take a night off against a Simsbury. You can't take a night off against South Windsor or Farmington or even Glastonbury. I mean, that's got to be a lot of fun. Again, I say this to all the coaches. It's fun from my point of view because there's yes. always good games. <laughs> but I feel that's bad right. for the coaches where it's like, oh, Tuesday we got East Catholic. Thursday we got Simsbury, Saturday we got Farmington, and then you're like, uh-oh, like what do we, you know, how do we get through these three games and, and, and keep our heads on right? Yeah, yeah, it's like I said, that's the battle, consistency and, and, and prepping them to play at their level, not worrying about who's on the other side, you know. So it's uh, strong, com- you know, it's a, it's a good conference. It's uh, anyone can win, you know, anybody can take a game, but, uh, you know. I still enjoy playing the Southern teams. Yes, no, absolutely. And it is really fun. I think I was at the Simsbury Xavier game last year when Simsbury knocked off Xavier. And a little bit of me was like, Simsbury is going to get some love. And then even two years ago when you guys were, you know, you guys were getting a ton of votes in the poll. I mean, you made the run, which was great with that great senior class. So it's always fun. I get a kick out of when the CCC teams, you know, kind, kind of come in and, kind of blow everything up where they're just like, Oh, SEC, FC, and it's like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Don't forget about us up here. And then you get into the tournament and you knock, you knock off a bunch of teams. I always get a big kick out of it. So you got it. You got an ally in me, but coach, thank you so much. Um, good. You know, the viewers can't see it, but you're in the locker room. Cause you guys are playing tonight. This is we're recording on Tuesday. This is going to go up Wednesday, but good luck tonight in your game. I always look forward to talking to you. So thank you so much again, coach. Thank you. Appreciate what you do. And uh, you know, as a team, we appreciate you supporting.